Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the Good morning, Preston Crest. My name is Mike Pipkin. I'm one of the elders here. We are glad that you are here and joining us today. Uh, we are thankful for everyone that has been, uh, been able to join us here in person this morning, as well as those who are joining us virtually. If you would, at this moment, take the opportunity to check in. And if you send that text, the word check in to the number that's on the screen in front of you, you're going to see something new. Can everybody see this? No, that's no surprise. It's going to come up with a virtual check-in. It's going to come up with a check-in station that says either virtual or in-person. So if you're joining us virtually, join virtually. If you're joining us in person, uh, check that box and then, uh, and then follow the instructions after that. But please take the opportunity to check in with us. Another, another thing related to, uh, to the online uh, portals that we have here at Preston Crest is the opportunity for you to provide to the elders your purpose for your contributions in 2022. That is all going to be done electronically this year. We won't have cards uh, in, the, in the pew backs for you for that, but if you go to the Preston Crest website, PrestonCrest.org, in the top menu, you click Give. That's going to take you to a page that will allow you to complete the purpose uh, process, and the elders appreciate your willingness to do that. If you were here in person on the, on the tables outside, you probably saw, and you may have received this in your mailbox this week, the 2021 year in review uh, brochure that was prepared. We wanna thank Angie Maddox for an incredible amount of work that went into this. I hope you find it beneficial. I know Gordon's gonna talk a little bit more about that as we go forward uh, this morning. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 146, verse six. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. Please bow with me in prayer. Dear God in heaven, you are faithful. You are our creator and we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for the plan of salvation that was put in place from the very moment that you created this earth. For the, our forefathers that went before us, that paved the way for our Savior Jesus to be on this earth. We are so thankful for that plan and for Jesus, for his love for us, for the lessons that he taught us, for the lessons that he shared with his disciples who then could bring, the, bring those messages to people far and wide. We are so thankful for that. We're thankful for this congregation here at Preston Crest. Lord, as we are celebrating our 50, 50th anniversary, we celebrate not only the time that we've had together, but the time that we have been able to worship you. Because that's why we're here. Lord, we are thankful that, we are thankful for the vision of those that put this, this congregation in place here. And Lord, Lord, as we look forward here uh, for the next 50 years, Lord, help your vision to be our vision. Help this congregation to continue to be a light in this world that can never be extinguished. Lord, let the Spirit of God flow through us during this worship, during the time to come, and continue to bless this congregation and all those gathering here. In the name of your Son, Jesus, and it's through him we pray. Amen. All right, church, let's stand and let's sing this morning. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing like a redeemer's praise, the glories of 
As we enter into this time of communion, we're going to sing one more song. And Joshua Revis is going to come and lead us this morning around the bread and around the cup. And Gordon's going to actually come up before that and just kind of introduce Joshua, tell a little bit about his story. And so, yeah, this is going to be a special morning. Let's sing. Oh, the love, prince and love, Thank you. 
Josh, um, some of you know him, a lot of you probably don't know him, he's only been here since 2019, and it's been really, come on up here Josh, it's been a real pleasure to watch him grow in his faith, I mean just really take off in his faith, his relationship with Jesus, and to watch him serve, I got to see you and Mel several times serve at Pumpkin Fest, and then he just really has a ministry, a special ministry toward people uh, with addiction issues, people in need in the, in the 24-7 group here at Preston Crest. And this is his last Sunday. They're moving to Seattle. Uh, Mel is already up in Seattle um, looking for an apartment, all that stuff. And so this is your last Sunday here. We're going to miss you a lot. And let me just pray over you as, as you begin this journey uh, forward. God, I just pray that you'll open up a great new chapter for Joshua and, and Melanie up in Seattle, God, that you'll help him to find a community of faith uh, up there, God, and, and to still continue to feel his connection with his brothers and sisters here at Preston Crest. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. It's all you. Thank you, Gordon. That was really nice. It's a little sad, but life is funny like that. You move in different places. So... This is what I wrote. I know I'm not the best at this, so sorry. Christ said to love his Father, our God, totally and absolutely with all of ourselves is the greatest commandment. But why is that? It's because our Father loves us beyond all understanding or deserving. Christ showed that by giving all of himself for us. He died for the most pious and the most wicked. Yeah. All that he gave, he gave freely for us to be able to choose eternal life and happiness, peace. As we begin the time of communion, let's gather in faith to honor the choice he gave us the choice to honor and praise the sacrifice of the Messiah made on our behalf. Let's pray. You want to pray for us? Okay. Let's bow our heads. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Father, thank you so much for, as Joshua just reminded us, that amazing sacrifice. We are humbled to be covered with so much love and so much grace. God, I thank you for each life in here, for Josh, for each one of us and our redemption story that's covered in the gospel and for this bread that, that represents that body, that sacrifice that was given. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, the blood. 
Jesus washes me. As we continue our time of communion, I challenge each and every one of you to ask yourself what it is that the sacrifice means to you and what do you do with it? Ask yourself what can you do with it? For through it, all avenues and opportunities are given to you. In this act of unmatched love, Christ once and for all has broken the bonds of our sins we need only to choose to shake them off and to live freely. Let's pray. Yeah. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We can't put into words the amount of struggle and sacrifice that it took for an all-knowing an all-powerful being to humble themselves to our human form. And yet you did. Not because we deserved it, but because we needed it. But just because the sacrifice was made doesn't mean that we stop needing you. We will always need you. Forever and always, let us praise your name and honor your last supper through the act of our communion and the act of our discipleship. Amen. Amen. Man, Josh, I'm going to miss your heart. I'm going to miss you and, and Melanie, and I know we're going to remain friends and everything, but it's been so great since I got to baptize you at the end of 2019 until now, just to watch your journey, watch your faith grow, and have you lead us in our communion thought this morning is just a real blessing. And uh, uh, today, if you want to give, you can give online through the website. There's a give button there through church teams. You can also drop a check or some money in the collection uh, box out in the foyer. We did World Care last week. We can take more World Care this week if you want to give this week to that as well. So many ministries and so much good being done because Jesus has invited us to partner with him, and we're saying yes to that here at Preston Crest. So let's pray. Lord, we continue our prayer. We are thankful for your sacrifice, and we are in awe that you invite us to live a life of sacrifice as well, united with you, powered by your spirit, forgiven, set right with God. I pray, Lord, over all of the, the men and women at this church who minister in your name, from the teachers to those who serve out in our mission field and abroad. I thank you for Dino and Debbie and their work in Greece, in church planning, and so many of our missionary partners. Lord, just so much is being done to share the good news of Jesus, and we pray that you will, that you'll just lead all of that and help us to connect your love with hearts all around the world. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, church, let's stand. We're going to send kids on up to Children's Church. 
Right now, we're going to sing one more song, and then Gordon's going to come back up and uh, share with us from God's Word this morning. Be strong and courageous and do not be afraid. The Lord goes with you each and every day. He'll never forsake you. Don't be afraid. He'll never forsake you. So good to see you guys here today. Dino, when are you guys headed back? Tomorrow. Tomorrow headed back to Greece. And we're hearing that your, your brand new grandson is doing better. Uh, and we're grateful for that. We've been praying for, for him. A little baby with COVID. That's serious. Uh, but he is doing better. He's still testing positive, but he's better. And the prognosis is really good. So we're grateful for that. This is week three of our Belong series where we have been talking about the church. And I can't think of any organization in any place at any time in history that has done as much good for as many people as the church. Now, because the church is made up of people like, like me and you, because it's made up of people who are fallible, yes, it's not always good work that's being done. We understand that. But still, around the world, who has fed more hungry people? Who has passed out more clothing? Who has taken more care of the medical needs of people around the world? Who has taken in orphans as much as the church of Jesus Christ. We saw from the opening day of the Lord's church in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, this community of faith, it was a place to belong. It was a place where on that day, folks from all over the Roman world, all kinds of ethnicities and cultures and languages were turned into one body. The church, the family of God, and they were connected to each other and they had a new and fresh connection to God through the forgiveness they received in Jesus and the gift of his Holy Spirit. So last week we keyed in on this new connection with God. We talked about the worship of the church. Since day one, it has been a vital part of who the church is, what the church does. Nothing has really changed since then. We're made in his image and we were made with this need to worship him because anything good, anything lovely, anything right in the world, we know the source. It's the creator. It's our God who we worship. And our worship is vital as well because we come with all sorts of personalities and preferences and politics. And we must be united by something greater. And so in the shadow of God, as we worship him, our hearts are bound together. Today we're going to talk about gifts that the Lord has distributed to his daughters and sons. Gifts that make us whole as we serve each other. And gifts that propel the gospel into the darkness of a lost world as we serve those who don't know Jesus. Now let me ask you something about gifts. <laughs> what good does a gift do if it stays in its wrapping paper? <laughs> How much good does a gift do if it is never unwrapped? 
I've got this group of friends, and, and for a long, long time, we have exchanged gifts every year. It's one of those secret Santa deals, so you get a name, I get a name, we, and, and you know, you go and you buy something perfect for that person, and one of those gifts one year was like the perfect gift. I mean, this guy, he bought me a, a new tennis racket. He knew me, loved to play tennis, and he also knew we were going to play tennis together a lot. And so I got that tennis racket. I was so grateful for that. The very next year, another friend of mine, a guy with a really good sense of humor, but a little quirky, uh, he gave me a half-eaten jar of peanut butter. Seriously. Made me laugh. I love him. I still love him. But yeah, one of those gifts was a little more useful to me than the other and look, when the perfect gift is given, when you unwrap that perfect gift on your birthday or at Christmas time, usually it means that the giver knows you well. Like, like that other person knows exactly what you're going to enjoy, what's going to make your eyes sparkle, what's going what's to be useful to you perhaps. And, and that other giver, if it's the perfect gift, you know it comes from a place of, of love and it doesn't hurt if that giver has some imagination, some creativity, and let's be honest, if the giver has some resources, it doesn't hurt. No one... No one knows you better than the one who made you. No one knows you better than God. He designed you to be exactly who you are. He created you. He knows you. He knows you better than anyone else. And resources, forget about it. I mean, resources, no one has the resources that God has. So period. I mean, he is already, think about this. He's already gifted you with the best gifts that you have ever received. Let's just start with your life. You have your life because God gave it to you. You have received, if you're a believer, forgiveness of your sins in Jesus Christ because God provided that for you. You've received his spirit in your life. And you have received a promise from him that the grave will not be the end for you. That you will spend eternity with him. And if you're a believer, you have received a gift or gifts from him that he intends for you to unwrap and use in the service of his church and in ministry to his world. Hear the word of the Lord. This is 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. Peter writes this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is God's truth for us, for you this morning. And it's so important for you and for your church family, and for the world around you, that I do not want us to miss anything of what God is communicating to us in this inspired text. First off, you have received a gift from God. You have. Each has received a gift, Peter writes. This may be the single most important thing you're going to hear from me today or, or read from Peter's pen this morning. It is that you as a believer possess a gift or gifts right now that have been given to you by God. You need to know that. If you doubt it, 
It's not that you're doubting yourself. It's not that you're being humble. Oh, no, I know, you know. It's not that you're doubting what Preacher Gordon says this morning. If you doubt it, you are, in fact, doubting the Word of God. I mean, Peter says, 1 Peter 4.10, each has received a gift. That would mean that you have received a gift or gifts from God. And then Paul comes along. Paul repeats this core truth that we need to own. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, he said, A spiritual gift is given to each of us, to each of us, so that we can help each other. Read that one with me if you would. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. So who gets a gift? A few? Several? Um, the most special? No! Each of us, each one receives a gift or gifts from God. They're given by the Spirit of the Lord to every believer. What are these gifts? Well, Peter, if you just read 1 Peter 4, they can be about anything. He has two massive categories. The first in verse 10 are gifts of service. Whoever serves, what ways are there to serve? Uh, pretty much infinite. And then verse 11, gifts of, of speaking, of teaching, of, of not just standing up here with a microphone on, but, but of, of telling someone the word of God, of encouraging someone, of giving advice to someone. Romans, we do get some specific gifts in the New Testament that are listed out. Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, Ephesians 4, we've got gifts of, of encouragement, Of, of giving, like financially, or giving of, of what you have to someone or the church. There are gifts of leadership. Thankful for people who have those. There are gifts of mercy, gifts of prophecy, gifts of teaching, gifts of service, gifts of administration, Gifts of discernment, gifts of helps, gifts of healing, gifts of knowledge, gifts of miracles, gifts of languages, gifts of translation of languages, gifts of wisdom, gifts of evangelism. Suffice it to say, there are a lot of different gifts that are distributed to believers for the good of his people and the good of the world around them. And these aren't, you know, half-used jar of skippy gifts. These, this is the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, this is, these are instrument of blessing gifts that are provided by the Holy Spirit. And what Peter affirms here, guys, it just sends chills up my spine. What Peter affirms here is that we, you and I, we get to be distributors of God's grace. I almost think every Christian needs this on their business card. You know, Gordon Dabbs, distributor of God's grace. Barbara Cooper, distributor of God's grace. He says we are good stewards of God's varied grace. It means his grace, it can come, or gifts, kadis, it can kaismata, it can come in a lot of different forms, God's grace. And we, his children, we get to distribute those around. Isn't that amazing? It's a pleasure to receive God's grace. And it's a pleasure to share God's grace with others. And when a person uses what God has given them to help someone else, to encourage someone else, to serve the church, Peter says, you are a steward of God's grace. Man, that's amazing. So what are these gifts for? What are we supposed to do with these gifts? 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, we use it to serve one another. I mean, it is, that's as simple as it gets. We use it to serve one another. We serve in the name of Christ. 
We pour into lives of the people around us. We encourage and we help in Christ's church as we see needs. And these gifts, they aren't, so they aren't, according to Peter, they're not resume builders, you know, for us. These gifts are not things that we use to advantage ourselves, to create new opportunities for ourselves. These are rather to be put in, in use for the service, for the help of other people. And it's a valid question, I think, as to whether the gifts are given brand new right when someone comes to Jesus, right when they're in the baptistry. I mean, does the Holy Spirit just airdrop, you know, some new gifts on people at that very moment? And then there's this other idea. Maybe the Holy Spirit takes natural abilities and talents that you already have and he just kind of supercharges those at the, after you become a believer. Um, I mean... Examples maybe of that first kind of, of just gifts just bam showing up would be like the apostles on the day of Pentecost who were speaking in languages they had never studied before. Uh, but sometimes, yes, spiritual gifts look more like natural abilities, more like natural talents. But in each case, it is the Spirit who gives this extra ability or this extra power behind an ability that you've always had in order to make a difference for the church and for the kingdom of God. It might be a new talent. It might be a lifelong talent that now he is supercharging so that you can serve. Again, the big thing is that you have one or more gifts given to you by the Lord, and you are, in fact, expected to use them. Jesus told, we're not going to get into this, this is another sermon, but he told this whole parable in Matthew 25 about an individual who has gifts and chooses not to use them. And the parable just buries him, buries him in dirt. And let's just say it doesn't end well in Matthew chapter 25 for the individual who chooses not to use those gifts, those talents that God has given them. It doesn't go well for that person. They are meant to be enjoyed. Gifts are meant to be enjoyed. They are meant to be used. Gifts from God that you and I have, they are meant to be unwrapped and put to use as well. So if you're like me, Barbara, we were talking about this this week. If you're like me, you've got some gift cards around the house uh, or in the glove compartment of the car or, you know, in the back of a drawer by, by the side of the bed or something. Uh, Isla and I were actually sorting through some of the gift cards and like, oh, man, we really got to use this. This one's fantastic. And making sure we get the good out of those gift cards. Uh, but all the time, gift cards get misplaced or lost, or wasted because they expire. And I read this article a while back that said there are something like right now $41 billion worth of expired or lost gift cards out there. This value was never used. It was, you know, it was buried could have done a lot for people, but just not ever used. What a waste, you know? Imagine, though, how the Father feels when he has distributed so many gifts for the distribution of his grace, for the help and service of people made in his image. How he feels when those gifts are simply not used. Simply kept in a drawer or covered up. His gifts are given so generously. They are given with the power to shape the power to serve, the power to support precious souls who he loves very much. 
And when they get tucked away, hidden, unused, when someone has opted to withhold the grace of God from another person, well, we're not going to do that. Amen? We're not going to do that. We are thrilled that each of us gets to distribute the grace of God with others. And I love that phrase, varied grace. Like there's so many ways, so many ways that we can use our talents and our time and our treasures to bless the church and to bless people around us. So we get to show and pour out his grace. Again, good stewards of God's varied grace. What, what a cool phrase. We get to be good stewards of God's varied grace. And we, you know, we're just chomping at the bit as believers. I hope this is true. We're just chomping at the bit to tap into this power that God has poured into us so that we can bless this woman or this man or this child in the name of Jesus. You know, we get the privilege. Think about this. You have the privilege of serving, what does he say? Serving by the power, that's, that, uh, by, the, by the strength that God supplies. Amazing that God trusts us with his grace. And with the strength that he supplies so that we can make a difference. And as Christ Church here at Preston Crest, we are honored to get to lift up the name of God uh, through Jesus. Not only in our worship, but in this worship that is our acts of service, of ministry. Because we're told all of this is in order that God may be glorified. That's why we do what we do. And I'm so thankful right now, I just don't have words even to express how grateful I am for so many at this church who are serving right now in the name of Jesus. I mean, you are using your gifts, you're using your talents, you're using your time, you're using your money to bless this family and our neighbors outside of this family. I mean, dozens and dozens of you are teaching Bible classes right now from, from the nursery to the children's classes to our students to our single adults and young marrieds and, and all the way up. Thank you. Thank you for preparing. Thank you for caring enough to share God's word with, with this church. Thank you for leading a small group. Thank you for hosting a small group. Thank you for showing up on Sunday nights to help our kids prepare for leadership training for Christ. Thank you for that. Thank you, dozens of you. Thank you for showing up every week and sharing the gospel with one of our international neighbors who's, who's here in Dallas with us, maybe for a short time, maybe permanently, but they're here, and you're sitting down, you're building a friendship, and you're opening up the gospel with them. Thank you for being part of our Friend Speak ministry. So many of you are using your gifts to serve in our in our many cover Dallas with love ministries. As Gary shared with me this week, Gary Cohorn, it's not really about painting a house. It's about building a relationship. We paint houses. We provide things that people need, but it's about building a relationship and letting them know we see them. And they matter to us, these folks in our community. It's making such an impact. Those of you who are serving as teachers or mentors in our Together Forever ministry, preparing young couples for life ahead in marriage, thank you for that. I mean, you could just, you could go on and on. I'm so grateful. Thank you for using your gifts to share God's grace. Last week, I'm going to get that flyer. I'm going to walk over here. I'm supposed to bring that up. That flyer that Mike talked about earlier, you should have gotten that in your mailbox this week. And I hope you've gotten a chance to look at this, 
to flip through this. First of all, you may have been blown away by, we've got 121 different zip codes our members come from here at Preston Crest. So what's going to pull all of these people together from all of these different places? Well, it's what we've been called to be and do in the name of Jesus. And so these showed up, and, and these just give us a little glimpse as you look at these 30 different ministry categories, these aren't just 30 different ministries. Some of them are categories with dozens of sub-ministries. But as we think about all of these different ministry categories going on, it's just giving God the glory, which is what Peter asks us to do. Um, we are fulfilling Jesus' dream for his church when we serve in, in these ministries. They're listed out here right in the middle of this thing. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, Sermon on the Mount, he said in verse 16, Let your light shine before others. Let, don't cover it up. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Important here. Doesn't stop there. So that they may see your good works and do What? And they will give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So thank you for serving. Thank you for letting people give glory to God by your acts of service. And if you're new here at Preston Crest and you haven't found your place to serve yet, or I don't know, it's kind of hard to get involved here. I mean, that's, that could be true. It really could be. Um, I want to tell you there are so many opportunities right now to serve, to use what God has given you to bless. And, and I mean, a good starting place would be right in here. What keeps you up at night? What burdens you? What do you see and feel in your bones is a need? You're going to get a good clue as to how God has wired you when you ask questions like that. And then you start looking, where can I serve? And there's web addresses with each one of these. And if you need more information, talk to me. I'll get you plugged in with the leader or leaders of these different ministries. But we want you to serve. I mean, yeah, we need you, but also the world needs you to use those gifts that God has given you to bless others. And it may be. One of our shepherds, Phil Jackson, always says this when we have our PC 101 for new members, by the way, coming up on in early March. Um, but when we have one of those, Phil Jackson always shares, it may be that you're here because you have something on your heart that we aren't doing. There's a new ministry that we need to start. There's a need that we haven't addressed. And maybe you're here to get that started. And we would love to partner with you and seeing that happen. Of course, it may be I'm just going to put this in there. I, at the end, I was like, I need to say something about this because I'm reading through the Bible this year as many of us are. And as I'm reading through the Bible day by day in this biblical storyline plan, I came across Leviticus chapter 25 and it's all this stuff about the year of Jubilee and all this. And it's just interesting. I noticed how God recognizes that even the land needs some time off now and again. Hey, give your field a year off. And maybe you need a little time off. That's okay. There's no shame in that. To rest, to get your tank filled back up for the next chapter of service and ministry. Well, I told you last week, so Isla and I are kind of sifting through some of these gift cards. There's only like six or eight gift cards, and we're kind of prioritizing, yeah, we definitely need to go to this place. We need to use this Home Depot gift card, all this stuff. And, and I found one of those gift cards was kind of at the back of a drawer, kind of dusty, kind of had some cobwebs on it and everything. And, and there was good news about that gift card. It was to a really great restaurant. And then there was bad news. Yeah, that restaurant shut down during the pandemic and is not reopening. <laughs> so that $100 gift card is totally worthless. Made me a little sad. Of course, you're not, you're not God's gift card to the world. Um, we saw last week, Colossians chapter 3, you are one of his chosen ones. And at the end of that passage last week, you are his child. He is your father. 
Right? That's, that's not just, you're not just an object or an instrument that God uses. You're his child. You're not a tennis racket. You're not a jar of peanut butter. You aren't simply a skilled or unskilled employee, laborer. You are a bespoke, unique child of God. There's no one exactly like you. There's no one who has your personality with your experiences, good and bad, with your burdens, with your passions, and yes, with your talents and your resources. There is no one exactly like you. You're one of a kind. There are things that you offer to the church and to the world that no one else can or does. Let's pray about this as we finish out today. Lord, thank you for saving us at great cost. How amazing is your love for us. We've never experienced anything like it. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you fill each of your children in your family with a sense of how loved they are and how valued they are in your eyes. May each one of us see how by your spirit you have uniquely gifted us to carry the ministry and message of Jesus Christ out into this broken and troubled world. Lord, thank you so much for the church. Thank you for calling us to be a community of the redeemed that brings glory to you. As Peter said, in all we do and in all we say, and may we do that, Lord. May we bring glory to you by all that we do, by all that we say, whether it's speaking or texting or tweeting or Facebook posting or Instagram posting. May we bring glory to you by all that we bring into the world around us. We pray this in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. So I got a question for you. Are you, first question would be this, are you ready to serve? Are you ready to get going? As we enter into the next 50 years here at Preston Crest, are you ready to get busy and see what God is going to do through us, through his imagination and creativity, and as Peter said, the strength that he provides. There is no limit to what he can do through his church here at Preston Crest and Preston Road. Maybe this morning it's crossing that line of faith, making that choice Josh made a couple of years ago and so many of us have made just in the last few years to cross the line of faith, to surrender your life to Jesus, to find your story in his redemption story. You can do that this morning, being baptized in the name of Jesus. Perhaps you just need prayers today and we would love to pray with you. You can express that need, that desire. Come forward and pray with me, pray with Mike as we stand together and worship the name of our Father. Let us be faithful, faithful, faithful Lord. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. Though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful Lord. We believe in a God who is able to bring justice and mercy to all. And he promises strength for the Thank you, my Lord.
John Scott and thank you Gordon and thank you all for being here just a couple of notes um, if you are visiting with us here we are thankful that you are here please take a moment to stop by our information center we've got something for you and and if you see an unfamiliar face members here please reach out to these visitors that are with us uh, share uh, share with them your story take them to Bible class with you we've got a great Bible classes that are coming up join us again here tonight at six o'clock Jacob Hawk We'll be bringing another lesson from the book of Genesis. This is out of Genesis chapter 12 tonight. And as we close, read with me tonight's, or today's, take-home verse from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And the church said.